Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to to you know talk on on the podcast Inspirado Projecto and give such a unique story that you would not otherwise um, feel compelled to 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 share. So um, thank you. Um, and uh, you know, you and I met on TikTok, and that's all I'm going to say about how we're connected. Um, and you're going to remain anonymous throughout this. So you feel more freedom and openness to, to share any of these unique insights and experiences that you've had. Yes. And, um, and thank you since it's therapeutic to finally get this off of my chest, uh, cause I couldn't bring myself to tell anybody, not my um, closest family, friends, no one. Uh, cause it is, you know, abnormal. And a lot of people think that such occurrences are just a delude, like of someone who's delusional that to conceive, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, so, um, I was abducted many times since childhood by aliens and I didn't want to believe it myself. And for the longest time thought it was reoccurring nightmares, but over time, after coming across information about people who experience encounters very similar to what I thought were dreams of alien abductions, I began to speculate since I found scholarly sources about the subject. Uh, for example, a Harvard professor named John Mack interviewed hundreds of people whom he was qualified to deem non-delusional and completely sane individuals. And they all reported similar accounts to my own. I know Sane too. I have a degree in social work and counseling, studied lots of psychology, and I have a government social work job in child protective services. Um, also, when I was in college, um, I took a course called parapsychology, which was the study of paranormal and psychic mm. phenomena, um, in which I came across more scholarly evidence that aliens contact may be real. Um, such as um, case studies in which um, while people are under hypnosis, they described um, the same type of encounters I had. Um, also, there's ancient civilization texts from all around the world that describe encounters with otherworldly beings and describe advanced astronomy, which they had no means to know on their own. Um, you know, also about five years I had a problem with my hip joint and needed emergency surgery and a strange object was found implanted. Um, the surgeon showed me um, the, the it's a really small, strange like object. It seems like a, a little rock and um, it couldn't be cut with a scalpel. He showed me, you tried to cut it open to see, to see what, what it was. It wasn't normal at all. And I didn't tell him, but I realized it was, implants yes i was going to ask you about that so yeah. this is very interesting so did he hold on to that or did he give that to and you to hold on he to? asked for it and he and at one point i did have it in a little container in the hospital room because i had to be hospitalized for like five days after that hip surgery Whoa. and um, um also another strange thing that happened while i was in the hospital is um, th th this group of guys came to my room and the doctor introduced them and said, claimed they were um, medical students. 
And, um, but one of them came up to me and, um, and went to hypnotize me. Like, I'm, oh. I'm, it's hard to believe it's so far happened. So I think maybe the doctor reported <gasps> the strange implant. And I think, I don't know if those, me- I don't think those men were uh, med students. No. Because I recognize hypnosis because I study psychology. Oh my gosh. What were they trying to say to you? How were they trying to hypnotize you? But then I don't recall. Well, like he went up to me and like hell actually did, like did the classic type of like hypnosis, the the old way in which like you would use a pendulum effect. Mm-hmm. And he held that in front of me and I recognize, oh, he's, he's going to be hypnotizing me. And I think they like wanted to get info from me considering wow. with that odd implant found in the hip joint. Cause the doctor told me there's no, there's not even room for anything like that. It wasn't naturally occurring. Like there was, it was like a mystery. And that's when I realized, Oh my God, it, I was not dreaming. So, like, and um, so, <clears throat> so now do okay. you remember, I just want to take you back real fast <laughs> to those hypnotists. Did, did, were you awake during this going, okay, I know what they're trying to do. And did you, do you remember any of the questions they asked or do you think no, that I you don't. were slightly put under hypnosis? I could, and it's also great. You know, mind you, I, um, you know, was on like really strong painkillers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, just, I never lose consciousness no matter like what I'm on, what substance I'm on. Um, you know, I, I just know I would just recognize that they, you know, came to interviewed me and um and hypnotized me and and I've that they gathered information. I do not recall um I just re- recall them, you know, the guys you, you doing the pendulum effect in front of my face with the and um you know to hypnotize me and then he left and I just next I knew I like woke up and they weren't there anymore. Whoa. Now did the doctor come back and say anything like did you notice if his demeanor was any different after they left or um, like as if maybe he knew maybe what was what was going to be happening or did you know, do you know what any of the questions were that he asked you after that happened? No, because I just I don't recall anything that was asked of me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, um, and yeah, so um, I didn't even see the surgeon again after that. And then I um, asked the nurse what happened to the little, um, you know, the object that was in like a, like he did, he, it was in the hospital room and, and it was gone. She's the nurse said, Oh, I think it was accidentally thrown out. Oh. It, it was gone. So yeah. yeah. Right. You know, I mean, in medical places like that, they hold on to those things to test yeah. them, to look at them, to wonder, especially if it's like an anomaly like that, like you're describing that there's no space yeah. in that area for something like that to grow or to be, you know, uh, implanted in such a way where it wouldn't be, you know, invasive or a major thing. Like, I mean, it sounds to me like if, if, if someone, you know, unbeknownst to you, just, just a human being had implanted it in there, certainly you would have had scars from that experience. Certainly you would have had, you know, all kinds of things, but my gosh, with the accounts that I've heard with people who have had these, these implants, it's just in there. It's flawless. It's like, there's no way that you can even tell that somehow that thing was put in there. Mm -hmm. And, um, like that that kind of thing happened to a friend of mine where he found this thing in his foot i'm not going to get into the big stories there but he he instead of giving it to the doctor he he kept it and he brought it in a little bottle now he didn't have any you know quote med students unquote coming into the room to hypnotize him but um so okay so after that happened 
this is so fascinating to me. So just, just, <clears throat> just believe that wh- whatever you're saying to me, I'm soaking it in. Okay. There's no judgment on any of this stuff. This stuff is, I, I've, you know, this stuff is very intriguing to me and I, I love hearing people's uh, experiences with this. So after, okay. So after that, that, ho- uh, the hospital stay, were you visited again? No. Well, not by um, like anything, anyone that seemed to be like government officials or, mm-hmm. or what have you. No. Were you visited and, by extraterrestrials again? Um, but I did have um, after that, like I, the older I got, like, um, mind you, I had encounters like many times that started during childhood. And then the last encounter I had was um, like about a year and a half ago in which um in that case, I don't recall being taken out of my home, but one of the beings was um, standing over me while I was like half asleep and holding a device over me and then telepathically telepathically told me that um, I was just being healed. And, um, but so that was the last encounter I had. Um, So the first encounter um, that I recall was um, I was just a little girl and um, so what would happen is um, it would happen at night um, in which um, I would, um, you know, I would be awake in my bed and then I would realize, oh, the, there's, um, there's suddenly beings surrounding me in, in the room. And they do look like um, the way they're portrayed, like sometimes on TV and movies, they have um, the big bulbous bald heads. They're like a grayish color. They have um, really huge um, eyes that are slanted and they're all black, like sort of demonic looking eyes, um, but really big in proportion to the rest of their face. Um, they only have, they don't really have a nose. They just have nostrils and they have a little slit for a mouth, like a tiny pointy chin, not too pointy, but like a really tiny chin, very um, slender bodies, um, like humanoid though. Um, and then really long fingers. I remember that about them. And then what would occur, I, I would feel terror. But then I think they somehow like were able to um, paralyze me. So I would still be conscious, but I was paralyzed. And then suddenly I would feel myself being levitated. And then the next thing I would remember is just suddenly being on like an, on, like I'm apparently on a ship. Uh, on like an operating table and then you know the beings would be around me doing medical procedures on me and um and what i remember one of them even really because i'll never forget the way they look because one of them actually got it like close to my face and was like staring into my eyes and i could tell like i just knew that it it was probably like scanning my brain like because i could they telepathically communicate um, so, and I could communicate back with them. I, I understood they would give me messages, you know, without speaking, just within my head and like, and vice versa. And, um, and, and they would, um, you know, and I don't recall feeling any pain, um, but I was terrified. Um, and, but I would be, you know, telepathically told, calm down, yada, yada, yada. And then um, after the medical procedures were finished, then I would be taken to other parts of the ship. And I would, um, there, I remember at times like they would, um, have me go through, like they would want want me to learn something, which I don't recall exactly what I was being trained to learn. 
Um, but I remember like, um, like them having me look at this, like, um, uh, like a screen, a more advanced screen, like, um, it's, and, um, like, it's not like screens, like, like we have, like, um, um, and, um, and just, I don't recall exactly what I was to learn. And then I remember there was some kind of like big machine that they had me look into and I had to learn something. And I remember they telepathically told me, okay, you got to learn this. If you want to go back, you got to learn this. Whoa. And isn't that odd? I know it's hard to believe. Like I swear so I'm not was, a delusional you, person. Are you having and, like any images in your brain of what that thing was that you could have been learning on that screen? I, I don't recall exactly what I was supposed to be learning. Wow. So, okay. So now when they first appeared, when, when you, when you woke up and you saw, saw these beings in your room, how, about how tall were they? I know you were, you were saying that you were um, young, really little at that time, yeah. um, but were they, would you say they were about your size? Were they about, you know, your mom's and, dad's size at the time? Were they? So, well, I was a child. I would say the ones that um, would come to get me were like smaller. Mm. Um, but then the ones that would operate on me were t a lot taller. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, okay. So I know they, they spoke to you telepathically. D did you, um, can you think of like what a, I mean, if there was any sort of sound in your brain, if there, if you were to put it into a voice, what kind of voice would that telepathic message sound like? Uh, yeah, so I, it wouldn't be my own voice and not necessarily a, um, a voice, an audible voice. It was just like a, um, communication in which I would re recognize that, um, the uh, messages were not my own thoughts. So I knew it was from them. Wow. And it's I couldn't turn and we could communicate with each other that method. It, it's called telepathy. Like when I, right. um, when I was in college, I took the parapsychology class. We also studied telepathy. And I was like in awe when I was studying telepathy because I recalled I actually did communicate that method before. Whoa. Wow. Very interesting that these things that you studied later on in school happened to, to, to spark these, these anchored moments in your life where you had visited with these beings. Um, and you're like, whoa, you know, here you are reading this particular thing and you're going, oh boy, I know exactly what that is. Cause that's what happened to me, you know, on this particular visitation or that particular mm -hmm. visitation. I mean, that must've been quite a, quite an epiphany at that moment. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then also, um, I recall many times, like after this, this would happen, even when I was a kid, I just wanted to, I just thought, oh, I was just dreaming, but I would wake up in different places of the house. Like they would bring me back home but they wouldn't bother put me back in the bed where they took me. I would, I often would wake up like in the center of the house, like at the end of the hall, like in between where the kitchen and living room was. Whoa. So I would wake, yeah, after having a dream like that, what, what I thought was a dream at the time, I would wake up at a different area of the house. And, you know, I wasn't really a sleepwalker and it would have been, my door was always shut. You know, it's not like, Whoa. I could have opened my bedroom door and walked down the hall. And like, I would have like, there was like a half wall at the end of the hall. So I would have like gotten hurt and like walked into the, a wall or something, but I didn't, I wouldn't wake up injured or anything. And I remember there were times when like I was wearing a nightgown and I would wake up and I would be not in my bed and my nightgown would be backwards. Wow. 
So, but even back then, I still didn't want to believe it wasn't just a dream, like a vivid dream. But then, like as I grew older, and I thought back to that, especially since like I studied child psychology, and I realized how could a child fathom alien yeah. abduction? Yeah. Like, granted, like I recall, like long ago, I watched Unsolved Mysteries. And like they would touch upon the subject of um, like UFO sightings, but nothing about abductions and what they looked like and any of that. So like how and then like the like guy used to just think, oh, I always had a vivid imagination. But then later on in, in life, when I encountered all this research of other people's accounts of beings like the ones I encounter because they described them to a T, like when it comes to like the way they look. They, they look exactly as, as I recall, like in these, what I thought were dreams. Um, so that's when I started to realize that I think um, I really had alien encounters. Whoa. So, okay. So, I mean, that must have been, that, that must have been such a, a strange moment the very first time when you read about a story or heard a story or saw a movie where suddenly it's dealing with that kind of subject, which you previously thought was a very personal dream that no one else talked about or, you know, you felt reluctant to talk to anyone about, and all of a sudden there it is depicted um, in a book or on a movie. And, you know, now this is raising some validity in your brain combined with that implant that you found in your leg. Now, I, I mean, I can only imagine what the heck that would be like. Um, mm -hmm. So, okay, so, so, okay, so that first time happened. When, how soon after that was the second time you were visited? And what happened then? Uh -huh. And it was always just sporadic and I would never know exactly when it would happen, but it did happen like many, many times throughout my life from age ranging of approximately maybe six years old to the last encounter um, when I was like about 39. Okay. So can you, let's see, let's see. I'm trying to figure out like, is there anything that you can remember where, where there, there were similar circumstances that happened the day or the night before you were abducted like like if there was some kind of shred of some kind of familiarity of like oh i remember you know th there you know there's a common thing it was this you know i read this book and then this would happen or or i go on a trip with my parents you know to this place or come back and there was this i mean is there anything that you can imagine in your brain that you can affix to those moments happening uh not really no so Okay, so throughout all those times, what are some of the most memorable moments that, like, well, I guess I'll ask you this, like, what was, what was the difference between the next encounter you had from that first encounter? Uh, and then I recall, like, all the encounters were, occurred the same way in which they would come into my room, paralyze me, I would still be conscious, but and then levitated, and then suddenly in the operating room, and then... I would get after the operating, I would get to go, you know, be, you know, taken around the ship. And then another th thing that happened, which is sounds so far fetched, but <laughs> it's something I, I don't think I, it was a dream, like I said. Um, so um, I was like introduced to what I was telepathically told were um, like alien human offspring of mine. Like they, like hybrid children? Hybrid children. And then, so, like, I actually did end up researching to see if other people had that experience. And then there is info about that online, too. 
Yes. Yes. Okay. So you were introduced to your hybrid children. Yes. And I remember my first time I encountered one, um, I was just a kid myself. And I remember always being fascinated with babies and always thought babies were so special. And I remember like, I was probably only about like six or seven myself. And on the ship, I was, I got to cradle a hybrid baby in my arms. And um, the baby looked mostly alien though, with the big, the same like big black eyes. Yep. Whoa. And so they said, this is your, or you just understood, this is my, they they telepathically communicated that with me. So, wow. Wow. So, you know, it's been said like Dolores Cannon talks about this. A number of these teachers that I, that I really follow closely, whether it's uh, Bashar or um, uh, from Seth speaks, any of this kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. There is that idea that those who have been abducted, their their you know their their eggs their sperm are then extracted and then you know they they make these hybrid children out there mm-hmm. and so it's interesting that you okay so you know you have at least one hybrid child right because you saw the one um i know of one other too so and that one i met later on in my life too um like when i was in my 30s i was taken up and met one that um like um, seemed to be like maybe um, toddler age, maybe older than toddler though. And, um, and that one actually had blue skin, like bald, big bulbous head, Um, you know, the same like creepy. I don't like the eyes. They're like demonic looking eyes. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that they're evil at all. (laughs) Uh, And, um, and that one telepathically communicated with me that we will save humanity. This is so incredible. Okay, okay. So did, now each of these times they visited you, did they, because you're saying your little hybrid child had blue skin. Did you happen to notice any, in your, in your recollection here, do you remember any of the extraterrestrials that would visit you at night that happened to have blue skin? No, they always had, the only ones I saw had um, like, a, like a grayish white skin. And did they, did you get the vibe that they were the same, uh, I don't want to say employees, uh, the same, the, the same ones that were, that were, had, you know, that were visiting you throughout the, the decades? Yeah. Throughout the decades, it was the, always the same type of extraterrestrials. Yes. Wow. Okay. Wow. This is intriguing now. And, and then usually, okay, so you'd, you'd go up there, they'd operate on you, then they'd take you around the ship, and then they'd say, okay, you've got to learn this, and you've got to learn this if you want to go back. And, and that, that aspect of you having to learn something, uh, was that every time? Uh, I Practically, yes. Do you remember what any of the inside of the ship looks like? Uh, and, um, like, I just remember, like, multi-levels, uh, I remember actually one time I was shown a part of the ship where um, there were like inc- like really advanced incubators for the hybrid children, for the babies. Did it look like there was just tons of them? There were many, yes. And like I was actually triggered um, <laughs> not long ago when um, I went to this um, haunted house and they did, um, they actually had to be like an alien invasion type theme. 
And there was actually, um, they had, they make, they made their own like incubators with creepy looking babies in it. And I was so triggered by that. Gosh. Whoa. I mean, especially when you compound on, uh, uh, you know, well, first of all, just the fact that something like that emerges right there in front of your reality, um, which, you know, throughout the decade, decades of living, you know, you, you, seeing those things in person in your, in your dreams and then compounded on, on that fact that you haven't been able to talk about any of this to anybody, even in, even sometimes if we were to explain a dream, just a dream that sounds like this, someone's like, what the heck, you know, that's crazy. But then, but then for them to then find out, no, 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 that this actually happened. Like, this is not just a sci-fi book I read. Like this is, this is really actually happening. Um, I, I just, Every time that there's some kind of information about the about the government finally, you know, going, oh, yeah, by the way, yeah, we, we have been doing all that research. And oh, yeah, by the way, those are UFOs in the sky. Each time something like that happens, I, I secretly hope that the people who have been abducted and been contactees, I secretly hope that those people get some sort of vindication, some some apology, um, um <sighs> Some kind of thing like, well, we are so sorry for calling you crazy. We're so sorry for locking you up in the insane asylum. We're so sorry for ridiculing you for this thing that we just couldn't comprehend. We couldn't wrap our brains around. But now we see this is very valid. Um, you know, you'd think that they'd turn to those who have been abducted and contacted and go, tell us what you know. Like right now, tell mm-hmm. us what you know. Like just just t- tell me, you know, even if I pretend it's fiction, just t- tell me what this unique experience is because um, – I, I think through TikTok, which is just really exciting to me, is that more and more people are offering their their stories of this kind of thing. And and what's interesting to me is that I'll I'll come across someone like yourself who makes a comment in there and I go, Oh my gosh, please make it make some TikToks about this. And they go, No, 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 I don't want to be looked at as, you know, my nobody knows that I know, nobody knows any of what happened here. And I don't want you know, I, I don't want them thinking I'm crazy or something. And I go, OK, that that totally makes sense. And um, uh, it's it's just too bad that we're still in that kind of state of society where there is that there is that worry about disclosing such information. Because imagine how many people are out there who have experienced this kind of thing mm-hmm. that that have never had this sort of uh, ability to kind of get these things off their chest and. It's just it just amazes me. Anytime I hear stories like these and they all match up, they all match up. So what um, with the, with these ships, has, has there ever been a movie or a TV show um, or have you ever read a book where they described very similarly uh, or it was depicted very similarly to your own experiences of inside the ships? Uh, yes. Um, and actually, because I ended up. Um looking up um Dolores Cannon and um and um the book of hers um I think it was called um Watchers or something like that I don't remember oh, called the, the Guardians, name maybe the Guardians yes and um in the book someone she um hypnotized and got the info out like drew pictures of um the ship and it it triggered me because it it brought back you know the images I have in my brain my subconscious and um but actually, I already did retain a lot. Like most people actually have their memory wiped clean, but I did recall a lot of my experience without even having to be triggered. But just um, just the images become more vivid when like I see something similar to what I experienced. Um, 
And also, um, I like was researching about the to see if anyone else had, um, because there's there's a lot out there about alien abduction and getting operated on. But I was curious about if there's other people out there who met hybrid alien children. (laughs) And there is a a woman out there who's so brave and um, and voiced her experiences were were like exactly the same as mine. And her name's um, Bridget Nielsen. Um, and she's, um, she has a YouTube channel and, um, and like, I'm, I really applaud her, give her kudos for, um, coming out with it because I never could, um, well, you know what's so anonymous. It's amazing you bring up Bridget Nielsen because I'm going to tell you a story that I've never, I've never publicly told just cause I, I just never really, you know, really felt the time was right to really tell it, but I'm going to tell you something and it, and, and it concerns Bridget Nielsen and the hybrid children. So I was watching her videos one night and she was talking about, um, she was, it's the video, the specific video I saw, she said, and if you feel that you have hybrid children before you go to sleep, you know, a lot of times the best time to meet up with these beings are when we're sleeping. And as you well know, um, is while we're sleeping. So she said, say out loud that you want to meet your hybrid children and, um, you would like them to visit you um, while you sleep. And then you put out that intention before you go to sleep and you think about this. And I thought, okay, what the heck I'll do that. And so I, I thought, you know, wouldn't that be interesting if I had some hybrid children out there? Cause I've always felt a closeness. I mean, a very young age, I was drawing uh, extraterrestrials and UFOs in crayon, like on my bedroom walls and on the steps out in front of the house. And I didn't have any frames of reference for it. And so for the long, you know, ever since I was a little kid, I've always been fascinated with this stuff. And, um, So I said out loud, I said, you know, listen, my extraterrestrial family, if, if I have any hybrid children, I would really like to visit them. You know, they're, they're welcome to visit me while I'm sleeping tonight. Well, I got to tell you, I woke up, no, I'll put it this way. It was early in the morning and what felt like a dream, I glanced over to the right side of my room and on the right side of my room, there's, there's a, um, uh, the dresser and I see the dresser drawers and there was, there was a space between the dresser and, and the wall. And so in my dream, I look over there and there's a tall, um, b- black hooded being that's that its head almost reached the ceiling. And, um, so it was standing in the corner and then next to it was probably like a four foot high blue skinned, and I felt it was my daughter, a female uh, extraterrestrial, and she had blue skin. The top of her head was bald, but the sides of her head, almost like you see, you see like, well, what they call horseshoe baldness. So she mm-hmm. was bald on the top, but on the sides and and um, in, in the back of her hair, it was almost like an auburn color. And because um, I've read that there are some extraterrestrial species that the 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 males are completely bald but the females have some hair and so it was interesting and she was wearing black and she had a little hood on but it was so interesting i i didn't expect to see that and i i I, it blinked me awake and they were gone and so it was interesting because what i realized what i what popped into my brain as i continued to think about this was that the tall being was the little one's guardian. It was there to make sure I wasn't going to, you know, I don't know, throw a shoe at it or something. (laughs) Um, And so I felt like that was, that was her 
you know, that was my daughter and that was her, that was her guardian. And so throughout this time, I've been like looking up blue skin aliens. And sometimes I see that Arcturians are blue skinned. Other times, you know, I see that other, that Arcturians aren't blue skinned and then others are blue skinned. So I don't really know at this point, but I do feel very strong vibe that that actually did happen. And I do have a hybrid child out there and it's fascinating um that you know i've heard that extraterrestrials if they feel that you if they feel that you're not ready for them if or if they feel that you're fearful of them then they move they move away from you but if you're welcome to them you go oh yes 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 no we're, we're friendly here we're friendly here just because you have these big scary eyes doesn't mean i'm scared of you you know it's that's just how you look <laughs> you know let's be friends then then they'll you know move closer now there are those circumstances and the circumstances that you're explaining where there you are throughout your lives, you know, throughout the decades. And these, these beings would, would visit you. And did you feel terror each time? Yeah, I did. When I was, um, yep. Until like, I actually, I only stopped becoming scared. Um, like, um, within the past few years when I found more positive information about it. Right. Um, because they usually, a lot of the information out there portrays them as having an evil agenda, potentially. Yeah. But, but I don't think that's the case because, um, you know, if, if that were the case, I think I would have been influenced by the evil. And I'm far from evil. Um, like, I am a humanitarian. Um, like, from a young age, like, I had this drive to help others. Um, that's why I study social work and counseling. That's why I work in child protective services. I, I try to heal people. I send, like, loving, healing energy to everyone I meet. Um, I'm very close to God. I am so close that, like, um, I like when I um, meditate and focus on God, I feel, I physically feel the energy the divine energy. Um, so I don't think they're evil. Like, cause I saw info out there saying that, Oh, they're really demons. They're not aliens. They're demons. I don't think that's the case. I don't think so. I either. think they like actually, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Well, well no, I, well, yeah. Dolores Cannon always says that they're, that they're, they're there for us. They're there to, you know, they're, they're there for us. They're there to help us. And, um, but, you know, but then these other reports, especially like the U.S. military, they'll be like, oh, yeah, we saw these unidentified aircraft. We have got to defend against them. Well, what about saying, hey, why don't you land here and let's learn about each other instead of, mm-hmm. oh, we got to we got to figure out, you know, how to make bigger missiles to bring those things down. It's like that shouldn't be the, the direction we're going in. I'm sure if they wanted to destroy us, they would have done it a long time ago. True. You know, if they were evil. And um, when you. Um, there's like ancient texts from all over the world that describe um, encounters with otherworldly beings. And they had knowledge of advanced astronomy that they wouldn't have the means to know unless they were informed and taught. Um, like even when you um, read about the Sumerians, they, too, they, um, they spoke of the sky beings who came and taught them the human civilization. Um, so I think that they're like it's not that they're playing god but i think they're they are on a mission to try to encourage civilizations to be good yeah and um 
and try to help us. Like, granted, there's supposed to be free will. We're supposed to develop on our own, but I think they do influence in some way. And also, they're probably monitoring us to make sure that we're not going to develop into beings that are a threat to the universe. And um, perhaps, like with the hybrid, the um, hybrid children agenda, maybe it's because, or who knows? Like maybe they're not even aliens because they do look humanoid. Like maybe they're from the distant future, and in our future, we become infertile, and they have to come back to the past to collect DNA. That is a great way of looking at it. Wow. Because that's something I was starting to suspect. And because when you think about it, like even already, humankind's having infertility problems. And we keep injecting ourselves with chemicals and our food and pollution. Yeah. That's the route, the timeline humanity seems to be going in. So well, I it's think interesting, I mean, too, because there yeah. are those examples where they, they stop, you know, missiles from being able to launch from these missile bases where all of a sudden UFOs mm-hmm. will appear. There's a one that I recently saw on TikTok where um, a missile was flying through the sky. A UFO came zipping in, zipping over and blasted the warhead, zipped around, flew around, zip, you know, blasted the warhead again. And it flew off and then the warhead just crashed. It just fell mm-hmm. and crashed the missile fell and crashed and it was like they don't want us destroying each other they are it's been said that this is a school they're all they all got their eyes on us and apparently this is the first from dolores cannon's discoveries that and and bashar and all these others um that earth is a school and this is the first time that beings have actually had a freedom of choice where um they've actually you know lived in such a confined body and given you know being given such a you know heaping amounts of the illusion of um of you know just stuck here in this particular experience and i guess that's the big gift is that that we get to unwrap is that that wonderful surprise of realizing that we're these you know limitless beings that just happen to be wearing these avatar outfits um and you know i think that's interesting any of the people who I've talked to or that I see on TikTok or anywhere who are psychics or um, clairvoyant uh, um, healers, you know, all the, all those wonderful things, empaths, they all seem to have these extraordinary stories of paranormal happenings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's something to be said about that when you actually see those commonalities and it's something to be, considered and I think uh, revered because while you've been taken up there with your own training um, and they're like, okay, you have to learn this lesson. Who's to say that you're not actually activating those lessons? You know, these things that come so naturally to you, like you're saying the, the healing vibes, the way that you're able to, to meditate and plug right into that source energy. Um, who's to say that you're you know, I mean, you're, you're evidently using those, those superpowers that they were teaching you. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I think so, because I think um, they do want us to have correct consciousness and develop and enlighten. Um, but I, and I think the reason why the government tries to, you know, um, say it's not real, or they try to make us fear it is because 
they unfortunately humanity is run by a shadow government that wants to suppress us and keep us enslaved doesn't they don't want us our souls and our um consciousness to enlighten and have us be free and um they really don't want that they like the you know being on top having all the power feeding off of our energy by instilling fear in us um so however though like they're selling us out and um then they're and we're free will um planet so really we can't have people you know other beings come in and rescue us completely but i think they are, are I think so, too. I I frequently put out the intention that, um, you know, it says our personal realities reflect our our preferences, our joys, our our excitements, our enthusiasm. And I like to believe that there are those who at least I I like to place these sort of characters into my reality uh, experience going. These people exist in these areas where they can help the most in those governmental spots and they're, and they're doing their best and they're, they're, you know, there, there's a lot of great stuff happening behind the scenes and, you know, members of the galactic federation are up there doing the best that they can to try to, you know, turn things around and, and enlighten, you know, uh, those who are maybe stuck in a narrow, um, limited sort of thinking, um, and I so I so I like to I like to put out that possibility that those people are extraordinary things are happening behind the scenes. And all I have to do right now is because uh, I think for the longest time, I felt like I had to save everybody, save them from what? I don't know. It's themselves. I don't know. Um, but I, I felt for the longest time like, oh, gosh, I have to save these people from their from their self-destruction, from all this terrible stuff. And then I realized, wait, uh, the only being I really actually truly need to be concerned about is me and and what i see and hear and who i can talk to within this radius of my vision uh uh hearing and you know uh, uh, physicalness and and that is through the how the world will change because it's a microcosm and so all those dominoes Mm -hmm. go out there anyway so once i started just Heart, like focusing that energy, I started seeing amazing manifestations. I started seeing astounding synchronicities popping up all over the place. Which, and, and it's great. That was one of the things. I'm glad you're saying that because that was one of the things I was going to ask you. Have you have you been noticing a lot of synchronicities throughout your life? Yeah. Um, well, and actually, I've had other paranormal experiences oh. too. Oh my gosh! Please um, tell me. Like, um, for instance, I've had out of bo- out of body experiences. Um, and, um, one that like the first time that I can recall of like my soul leaving my body was when I was only probably like seven years old because, um, I, I, I wasn't ill at all. I wasn't sick. Um, and I, um, I, 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 back then I thought it was a dream too, but now when I learn about astral projection, I realize, oh, maybe that wasn't a dream too. And so. I remember um, suddenly, like my soul is leaving my body. I like I feel like levitation, and then I look down and I saw my own body laying in bed. I was wearing footsie pajamas. There was my canopy bed, and then a being I couldn't see, but then there was that telepathic communication, and a being was guiding me, saying, "Come, you know, and saying, come with me." And then suddenly a portal opened. Wow! In my bedroom, and wow. Um, and then I was guided into the portal 
and I was like a vortex and like I remember like lots of colors seeing a lot of colors but then I don't remember I don't remember like like where I went to but then I remember like later on like a part of my dream was that I um the portal opened up again back in my bedroom and I was guided by you know like sort of like an angel that I couldn't see um, and then I saw my body again. I was told out time to go back. And then I went back into my body. Wow. Okay. So you remember going into the portal and then coming back through the portal. And, but, but lo- what lies between is a mystery at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I only, I, rec- I only recall like starting, like going through the portal and seeing a vortex of sort of like colors. And then I don't remember what went down where it went maybe wow. another dimension i don't know so when you so did you what what kind of vibes were you feeling as you were approaching the portal and I was, or while you're in it and i wasn't scared at all it wasn't like the um eta encounters that used to terrify me um but i i wasn't afraid at all i was like i felt peace wow wow okay so okay so okay have there been other out-of-body experiences because that's always been something that's been intriguing to me as as well all this stuff channeling ufos you know cryptids uh out-of-body experiences have you had other out-of-body experiences uh and yes because um um i mentioned i took a parapsychology class did i mention that um so um like which is the study of like psychic phenomena and and just other you know unexplained phenomena and um i remember learning about astral projection and, um, and then, and, and this was back when I was in college, my, my college actually offered a course in those studies. So that's when I started to think, oh, wow, wow. this paranormal stuff, you know, must be legitimate considering my, like, it's some, uh, something offered at a pretty um, prestigious college. And um, so um, I decided to experiment and try astral projection. And I recall, I was like in college still, and I was about to take a trip to Florida. And um, I decided, okay, well, I want to see, I want to like check out where I'm going to be visiting before I go there. And um, so then I, that night I decided I I, think I, before falling asleep, I told myself, okay, I want to astral projection to where I'm going to be visiting on vacation. And, um, and then I had what seemed to be a dream of you know, seeing the hotel room, seeing like some art in the hotel room and then going to other places I visited. And I was shocked to later on when I went on that trip that the same piece of art that I was admiring in my dream was in that hotel room. Astounding. Astounding. That's, you know, what's so interesting is that, that, you know, there, I'm sure there are quite a few, it sounds to me like there are quite a few years between when, when that, when that time was where you went through the vortex and when you intentionally had the out-of-body experience. Mm-hmm. And then not long ago, um, I um, tried it again. And I actually felt my soul like lifting out of the body. And then I got scared and went back. Because <laughs> I, I was going to try it again, but then I got scared. But this that was only like a few weeks ago when I decided, okay, I'm going to try it again. Wow. I, yeah. You know, it's so interesting. My whole life I've wanted to... I, those were some of the books that I'd read. And I, and I always hope uh, every night, actually, before I fall asleep, I hope that I'm going to have an astral projection. And as far as I know, I have not had one. However, I do have a lot of flying dreams, flying just in my body, just flying around, but also in inside crafts. 
uh, dreams where I'm seeing a lot of UFOs in the sky, um, you know, a lot of those things. And so, you know, I remember having a dream. There's this reoccurring nightmare that I used to have where there's this long spiral staircase that went up to a little door that was slightly open, but it was shadows in there. And it was a dark, dark plate, dark, I guess, house. I don't know. But I just remember the the staircase going up the staircase, going up the staircase, and then going through the door and knowing that there might be something evil behind the door, but still going through that door. And then all of a sudden I'd hear this like, and something would like just envelop me. And the next thing I know, I'd find myself falling through you know, space through like a a swirly purplish space and then landing in my bed and feeling, you know, the best way I could describe it is kind of like when you, when you hit your funny bone or like when you, when your arm falls asleep. Mm -hmm. So I felt that all over my body, like that electricity, like, you know, Mm -hmm. where you just feel those vibes and it, and it feels like, um, like the way a chain, you know, it feels the way a chainsaw sounds, if that makes sense, just that like, and so, um, then I'd then I'd I'd wake up and I almost felt like I would come out of this sort of paralysis. So I don't know if that was a, a, a astral projection or what, but um, I've always been kind of curious about that. Now you you just said that you so you you've had some dreams as well where you've seen UFOs in the sky, huh? Yeah, um, I've um, had many dreams about um, suddenly like the you, you know UFOs being making themselves present to humanity and. Um, and like being like in many places of the world showing themselves. Wow. Wow. So you're, wow. You're, you know, between that and your, and you getting this idea from your hybrid children that they're here, you know, they're going to be help in saving humanity. Um, and a lot of these ETs are, are also shapeshifters too. So, you know, there's no telling maybe our neighbors, maybe our, the people at the cash register, maybe you never know who might be disguised as a, uh, as an extraterrestrial, or heck, one of our family members, mm-hmm. one of our star family members. Um, it's very intriguing that you got that message on those occasions where, you know, everything's going to be just fine. Are there other times where you've gotten that message in dreams or uh, just that? Uh, unfortunately, like, and also another thing about dreams, I've had several premonitions as well. Ooh, like what? I've had dreams that came true like like i drew a dream detailed dreams and it would actually come true wow that is intriguing so okay how many times has that happened uh like probably uh maybe like um maybe close to like maybe 20 times so so 20 times i mean that's that's a pretty good i mean you, once you got 20, 20 times of experiences in your brain, at that point, it's just like, okay, what, what, what's going to be my next order? You know, what's going to be the next uh, sandwich that I order here? Let me just write down the ingredients for the chef to cook up for me here. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, how, are you still activating this, this, this ability? Uh, um, well, I hope not because um, I also like often have dreams of na- horrible natural disasters. Oh. And lately I've been dreaming about um, lots of volcanoes and um, I've been dreaming about um, like horrible, like cat- catastrophic flooding of the oceans over the land, like um, like tsunamis that like travel really far over the land masses. You know, 
what's so interesting about this stuff is that we hear through these various spiritual guides, shaman, uh, channelers, et cetera, et cetera. We hear a lot of times through, through, through these sources that we're, we're blinking in and out of existence, you know, a billion times a moment. We're going, there are all these multiverses, all these parallel universes out there. And, they're all existing all at once, all at the same time. And it's the idea of shifting into those preferable realities that are highest reflective of our, mm -hmm. mag you know, what we're magnetizing. So when I hear something like that, I think, okay, so many, I mean, it's so many things even beyond what my, my theories here are, but I'll just give a couple. One, that you're peering into a parallel universe where that's actually currently happening where that's, that's happening in a parallel universe, you know, maybe where it's saying like, okay, Hey, guess what? It's going to be all right. You're, you know, you're, you're living in the, in the universe where this is not going to be happening. You're get, getting a peek into, you know, what could have been had you, uh, uh, had you aligned your vibration in a different way, you know, you, you could have been in here. Um, you could be uh, being given a glimpse into the far, far future, the far, far past. Um, you know, maybe it, it could be given a glimpse into a look, this could, this could be a reality if, if you don't choose more of what you actually prefer and, 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 and simply look forward to the reality that you do want to have. Um, and, you know, cause a lot of people could dwell in the things of like, Oh gosh, I'm so worried that this horrible thing might happen. I'm so worried that that might horrible thing. And little do they realize they're actually magnetizing that reality. True. Into experience so this is very intriguing to hear these kinds of things that you're telling me um gosh it, it it's amazing because when people by the time i upload this and when people hear this um it's it's going to it's going to it's going to be a beacon and and magnetize this is going to be like that sos signal to all those people out there who also have experienced these kinds of things. And I'd like to believe, and my intention is that they are going to feel much better about their, about themselves. Mm -hmm. They're going to be able to feel a little more calm, a little more relaxed and that they weren't crazy and that they weren't dreams and that, um, you know, maybe they, maybe they will consider talking to their therapist about these things, or maybe they will consider talking to, uh, a, you know, an open-minded friend, um, about these kinds of things, uh, because, uh, the, the, you know, when you, when you got, when you have an open, when you have an open space, you know, I like to use the analogy of like the break dancer on the, on the, on the open cardboard floor, you know, it's like when the, when the cardboard is in, you know, inviting you to break dance on it and that there's not going to be, you know, you got plenty of elbow room. You're not going to kick anyone. You're going to, you know, you could do what you want. It's a safe zone. Okay, break dancer, come on out there and go ahead. And, you know, do those knee spins, do those helicopters, do do that, uh, do the centipede. And I, I like to believe that that is something that that people will feel that openness to. You know, whether they are like, okay, mm -hmm. here's that open space. I'm gonna go ahead and just spill it, and um, and who knows? Maybe it'll invite more experiences. I mean, after this conversation, um you might have more visitations and maybe, maybe they'll provide you with some more information and go, Hey, you know, that's so great. You said that that's so great. You, you put that energy out there because all of those star seeds that are hiding out there who feel the same and, or even extraterrestrials who are in disguise and they hear that and they go, yep, we're doing a job well done. Or, Oh, I'm so glad that she, you know, that she shared that. Um, there's so many ways that this could go. 
I mean, this mm-hmm. conversation is someone else's dream out there. Someone else out there is having a dream of people of, of two people, you and I talking about this right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that stuff just fascinates me. True. And it is time for humanity to expand consciousness and become in touch with knowledge of the intergalactic community um, because all of creation is related and connected, including extraterrestrials and you know, where creation is one. And it's huge, as you know, and there's many possibilities, many different timelines that could manifest. So we need to uplift the human consciousness. And I believe there's a collective consciousness. And we really need to make changes so that we can be on a positive timeline, um, since there's many different outcomes that could happen. And, And that's something I was actually, that's something I do recall being told by those beings it's important to for humanity to change their ways because there could be some catastrophic that could manifest if we, you know, don't focus on the positive, don't and um and create a positive collective consciousness. And we got to stop this oppression, stop the fear, stop the hate. It's just ridiculous that there is even wars. I think it's just you know the divide and conquer agenda of the evil elite that they, well, they create all these wars and stuff and we are just one race um all the diff like the, the superficial differences of our the way we look just because of adaptation to different climates right of the world it's just ridiculous like also like we could very well be born our soul could have many lives and as many different races yeah. um there truly aren't races and who even cares about like our you know our physical vehicles we use to get around this realm like we all have souls and if our souls are able to reach a certain level of consciousness then we can graduate to a better realm like i believe earth like what Dolores said that you know earth is indeed a school for the souls and i think we're like in a school for like the bad kids you know yeah. <laughs> like the ones that have to purge a lot of trauma i mean a karma like um like I really think our souls need to evolve a lot more so that we can have a peaceful existence. Well, it's interesting that you're saying this and you just brought up Dolores Cannon because one of the questions I was going to ask you is what are your thoughts about the new earth uh, stuff that she talks about and other spiritual, you know, teachers and channelers talk about that idea that we, we are splitting into, you know, two different earths. One where it's going to be that sort of, as it's been called the 3d mentality, the us versus them, the competition, uh, aspects, the war, you know, uh, uh, lack of abundance kind of mindset that, and that's going to stick on one earth. Whereas the other enlightened beings, the ones, the ones who realize that, uh, uh, we are just, we're just wearing these sort of costumes, you know, here, uh, and we're just these infinite spiritual beings. And, um, those are the folks who are going to kind of scoot over to another earth. What are your, what are your thoughts about that? Um, and I think they should have um, described it in simpler terms. Uh, so it is just like in physics, there's just many possibilities that um, energy can manifest. And really, everything's just energy. And um, it's just a matter of manifesting a more positive timeline if we lift our consciousness to you know, focus on that so we can manifest it. And you know what? And it's and it's very interesting. This is something I always tell my friends whenever we get into conversations and suddenly all these synchronicities are flying around all over the place. 
And the more that I find myself celebrating and, and getting excited about the synchronicities, the more that they, it's like, Oh, wow. Wow. You know, they, they, they like, they like that one. Okay. Then let's really bedazzle them with this one. Um, I noticed that in those situations, when you're talking about this stuff and it's heightening, it's heightening the synchronicities, it's heightening the excitement between the people talking. It's, uh, it's heightening the enthusiasm and then you carry that vibration through the day and then you start even seeing more of these synchronicities you start coming across more people who are more you know enlightened i should say and and in tune to those kinds of um channels and so when i when i look at those examples and and especially you know with just two people it's very powerful and then when you bring another person in there or let's say you got five people all all geeking out about this and all sharing their synchronicities. Um, and it just keeps, you just feel it. You just feel just that vibration rising. Imagine mm-hmm. if you got a whole, like I frequently look at like, let's say soldier field or any of these huge stadiums with, with football games or baseball games or something. I go, Oh my gosh, the, 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 this, this situation here is so close to something so magnificent, but they're just slightly askewed. You know, if, if, if all the energy, it's like the vibe of all these people cheering on, you know, collectively, collaboratively, cooperatively going, yes, you know, like, yeah, feeling joy, feeling all this excitement. However, where they get it wrong is that there are two sides and it's us versus them. So it's like, okay, now let's subtract us versus them and what if we had a whole stadium filled with these people who are so excited and so happy about raising the peace, so happy about raising the amount of synchronicities coming in, so excited about uh, uh, bringing, opening up, you know, portals of, of health to, the, to their bodies and, and to their uh, friends and family and looking forward to encouraging their, their, their friends, neighbors, strangers on doing the best you know, that they can't with what they got. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine mm-hmm. having so many people just, just, just focusing that thing. Oh my gosh. That would just be absolutely amazing. And I bet you all kinds of miracles would be sprouting up throughout that day. I bet you all kinds of UFO sightings would be sprouting up that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, if an event like that were to, were to occur. And um, that, like I mentioned previously that there is a definitely a collective consciousness and we could influence that yeah so when people are on a higher vibration they influence others they influence a collective consciousness um every every day i try to meditate and i um, focus on sending intentions to the collective consciousness of um, peace unity love freedom abundance for all also clean energy save the earth um and purge this they don't comply to evil, purge the evil. Um, then I really believe that that's the way to go about um, bringing humanity to that ideal timeline. I think so too. You know, it's so interesting when, when the um, quarantine first happened, there was this online event um, called the harmonic convergence and it happened on Facebook and it was for a full week. And every morning, every morning uh, we would meditate for, I think it was 11 minutes and then at night, um, it was 1123, uh, I think it was at 1123 in the morning, we would, we would, we would meditate 
And then at 11.23 at night, I think that's what it was. But it was so great because all day online, this event, which originally was going to be during, the, during you know, a, a real life thing, little did the organizer realize that, you know, this quarantine would happen and it would, and it would work out even better because everyone's at home. There's no distractions, well, so to speak, and and everyone could just tune into this thing. And there were there were shaman, there were Amazon rainforest, you know, I don't want to say witch doctors necessarily, but Amazon rainforest, you know, people talking about the Star family and how for millennia, you know, all these stories were passed down from generation to generation. It's like, yeah, that isn't strange. That's nothing new to us. We learned how to we learned how to live from our Star family. We learned how to cook. We learned how to you know, all this stuff from our star family. And then you got people who are, um, who know a lot about how the hearts talk to each other. You know, go, you know, you had people who talked a lot about how the consciousness of water um, worked and all from all these different uh, uh, perspectives. And then you found all these extraordinary commonalities between these revelations. And it was, Ooh, it felt so good. And these things can still be accessed on that Facebook harmonic convergence. You can actually still see all those, videos <laughs> so imagine waking up at 11 or waking up and then doing that 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 high vibration and you know and you're knowing all these people there are at least like at least seven or eight hundred people online at one time at least some people come in some people go in and knowing that 700 of those people at least would do this collective uh, uh meditation and the meditations at night the meditations were to what he called it, um, and you've probably heard of the CE5, right? Have you heard of the mm-hmm. CE5? No. So Stephen Greer, um, Dr. Stephen Greer invented this thing called the CE5, which was Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, which was a group meditation with intentional UFO sightings. And that's a whole, I mean, that's a whole, like, so he, he, he takes out little groups and they go out and every time they, they do these, they do these, uh, they send out these frequencies, they put out the intention of seeing UFOs. And sure enough, every time UFOs show up in the sky from this, from the CE5 protocol that they do. In fact, there's a, there's an app and I have the app downloaded. You can, you can, uh, you can get the CE5 app and it gives you the, the directions on how to do it. And plus you could do a locator device thing where you can find other people in your area who have the app. And you could do your own CE5s with these people mm-hmm. out in, you know, out in the, in the park at night, maybe at, uh, uh, at, while you're camping out in the desert, um, uh, at your own house, you know, and, and just bringing these, bringing these uh, extraterrestrials about. So cut to this guy, Mark Sims. Mark Sims, he was the one who put together this harmonic convergence. And he did, he did the CE5 experience with uh, Stephen Greer. And he was inspired by this. And what happened was after doing the CE5 and then seeing the, seeing the extraterrestrials up there in the sky and everything, um, he decided to do one by himself in his hotel bedroom uh, during that night. And a being, sure enough, showed up and gave him all of this information, to, told him all of this stuff. And that's where he got the visions for the harmonic convergence. And that was, you know, five years before the harmonic convergence. And so he had visions of this thing. And um, so he decided to follow through with the plan and everything. And uh, so he called it, he called it, he called the harmonic convergence, the CE6, which was close encounters of the, you know, basically worldwide kind. So he wanted to bring about worldwide UFO sightings. And so each night throughout the seven day event, we did the, we did this, we did this, uh, uh, 
you know, we did the, the meditation and we'd open our eyes, we'd look in the sky and many people saw UFOs in their skies. Hmm. I didn't during that time. But uh, then again, you know, maybe I didn't have a clear enough sky to see it, but there were a lot of people during that time. And then they'd have, then they'd have zoom, a zoom call. You could go on there with the people and everybody could share their, you know, there would be a host and everybody could share their exciting stories. And I met a lot of people through this and I, and I interviewed them through the podcast and, uh, but it was just such an amazing experience. And it was so funny because I looked online and during that March, uh, during that month of, I, I can't remember if it was Ma- March or May, but during that month, uh, during, during the move, MUFON, you know, MUFON, right? Uh, yeah, I heard so, of that. Yep. Yeah. So MUFON, the UFO community, they had marked that, Mark, they had marked that during that month, um, there were more UFO sightings that month than there had been in the previous year. So evidently that worldwide intentional CE6 actually worked and it was recognized, you know, by, by MUFON. And little did they realize that this whole harmonic convergence was going on. So it felt so good and it was just so amazing. So yeah, I, 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 I encourage you uh, to go on a Facebook, look for the, um, Oh, they might still have the, um, they might still have the website up where you can see the videos too. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's THC for THC. Uh, I think it's THC 420.com. I think the harmonic convergence, I think that was the site. And I think you could go there and you can still see the, um, still see the, the videos. And what was cool was I'd, I'd show up to a lot of these zoom uh, things <clears throat> and I got to know some of these folks and they, they gave me, um, they let me see like this Google doc and they asked me if I wanted to help out with categorizing because there were people who could go to the website and they could put up there. It was a survey. They could put on the survey, whether they had UFO sightings in the past, where they had encounters during the, during the uh, harmonic convergence, all this stuff. And so I was one of the people who was able to kind of, uh, uh, take all of these stories that people had entered and kind of go, you know, categorize them. Okay. This was a story from the past. This was during the harmonic convergence. So it was amazing to hear all these worldwide stories and it was just, Oh, it felt so good. Wow. That's amazing. Um, and then also, um, if you want to see UFOs, uh, did you ever hear of ley lines? I have. Their energy, like vortexes, like the grid, energy grids around our world. And um, there's certain points where a lot of those energy grids crisscross. And so there are like a high energy vortex. And a lot of times the wormholes um, connect there. And because like space travel is done through wormholes. And um, that's where you'll see a lot of UFOs too. And I learned that from my parapsychology professor. And um, learned about certain locations where a lot of those ley lines intersect and they're high energy points on wormhole locations where you are prone to seeing a lot of UFOs. And actually, um, my professor said that a lot of people used to actually see um, a lot of UFOs around um, where I went to college in New Hampshire. Whoa. Um, also, um, like I um, also like um, there's places like Sedona, Arizona. That's a location yes. too to Arizona and saw UFO while I was in Arizona but I was I happened to be in Phoenix and I remember like I couldn't sleep and I was just sitting out on my balcony 
in Phoenix and um, I definitely saw um, a UFO um, right over Phoenix. Wow. Right at dawn, it like suddenly, like it was just hovering there. So I knew it was no helicopter because it was just hovering there. And um, right at um, dawn, when the sun started to rise, it like suddenly, I watched it like take off, like suddenly rapidly um, like move out of you. That's amazing. Did you feel closeness to it? Did you feel, feel familiarity as perhaps that might've been one of the ships that you had been taken aboard throughout your life? Um, I didn't necessarily think it was like one of the ones, you know, cause it, I didn't really, um, I actually, for once I didn't feel fear too, cause I used to always fear it. Um, but, um, I, um, yep, I did definitely, I see it. And I, I was probably, I was wondering if it was like the same type of gray aliens, but I didn't think it was necessarily the ones that you know often was experimenting on me and well, how um, far I'll... away how far away was it from you would you say like was uh, it clear was it visible was it like like a little little uh, saucer in the sky you know far away was it it was really just like, a, a um i couldn't see the, the, the that it was like a saucer but it was definitely just one bright light and it was no star it's definitely not a star especially since it was just hovering stationary for so so long and then at dawn for it to just suddenly take off, like it just moved at like rapid speed and like disappeared. Now, what do you remember during that day, during your time in Phoenix? Was there anything that you can think of maybe perhaps any interesting conversations that might have been in that paranormal aspect? I guess what I'm trying to what I'm curious about here is if there's a key within your conversation earlier that day that might have beckoned them to come by and visit you later that night no or actually you know what now that i think about it like there was always times when like i always felt like oh like maybe if i'm like somewhere else on the globe then this definitely won't be a night where I'm, i could pos- potentially be taken <laughs> but i think that, that thought crossed my mind Ooh, ooh, wow 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 that's intriguing Wow, that's very intriguing. Wow. Yeah, because I can, I never, because it happened so many times, like I said, from age range of approximately six to about like 40, um, in which it happens like so many times, but sporadically. And um, so I never know when it could happen. I remember always like at times when I'm about to visit a different part of the globe, maybe I won't be taken from here. This is a night I can potentially guarantee that it won't happen. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. So were there any other times like that? Now, now, since we're talking about this, I wonder if there's a through line here. Um, Any of those other places that you visited, do you ever remember seeing UFOs? Um, And actually when I was in New Hampshire, I did end up seeing um when I was like driving on like a back road I did see what seemed to not be um a plane because it like it was a bright light and then it like um lowered into the woods and um I just kept on driving I kept I was like like I don't really like seeing this stuff (laughs) well so now was that during the time that you were going to school out there yep that was when I was in college so that okay so that correlated was that when you were taking the parapsychology class uh and um actually I think it was um maybe before okay what year I took the parapsychology class um 
And um, my, but my um, professor said that there, there was often sightings in New Hampshire. So, okay. okay. And also, wow. did you ever hear of um, the abduction of Barney and Betty yes. Hill? Yes. Played yes. In New Hampshire, too. Yes. And you know, it's amazing. Oh, my God. There are three things I, I got to say here is one, my buddy, one of my best friends, his name is Jeff Finn. He's now he's now actually directing a documentary about Jim Morrison uh, called uh, Before the End, Searching for, for Jim Morrison. Um, he made a movie called Strange Septembers, and it was about the Barney and uh, uh, Betty Hill uh, Exeter, Exeter abduction. He, he made a whole documentary about it. And um, so it's interesting that you're bringing that up. It's really interesting you're bringing that up. The, uh, which, of course, only makes sense because he's the guy who actually found an implant in his foot. So there are a lot of interesting correlations here. The other thing is, oh, wow. The other thing is, I want to ask you, through okay, uh, throughout those decades of you being abducted, um, um, had you moved to different locations through those decades or were you generally in the same town? Uh, and, um, and actually though, um, so like it, um, I had encounters at my current house, which, which is in a different area from where I grew up, Oh, but it was all within the same state. Oh, okay. But the thing is, like, I think maybe the implants is like a tracking device, so they probably potentially yes. could find me anywhere. Yes, it's been said that that's a tracking a tracking device, much like when they tag cows. You know, so they go, "Oh, that's the mm -hmm. same cow from, you know, from this time period." Um, see, that's what's interesting because it's like within those implants, since it's such a big mystery, and you know, many folks agree that it is a, a tracking device. Uh, it's also quite possible that it's, you know, just downloading whatever your thoughts are, your feelings. I mean, maybe it's looking through your very own eyes, you know, the, mm -hmm. the implants, you know, maybe they're looking through our very own eyes using us as a camera, you know, get, getting to sort of learn our, maybe there's a virtual reality headset or something that they put on where they're like, whoa, I am now looking through the eyes, you know, of this person and really been able to experience this thing since, you know, as it's been said, a lot of these extraterrestrials, they don't have emotions. And that's why a lot mm -hmm. of people, when they say with these abductions, why it seems like they're cold, they're heartless, they're emotionless. Well, they're, they're, they are emotionless. You know, they're, they're, they're a different kind of, um, uh, uh, they're a different kind of being. And so they don't know what it's like. Let's say, for instance, the, the scientists who are operating on, I don't know, uh, 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 some, some creature where they think that it doesn't, that doesn't have nerves or it doesn't feel something or um, but that that creature could very well be feeling pain. But the people are the humans who are operating on that don't know or um, uh, so. So it's 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 quite interesting when when we think about that aspect of things where it's it's almost like that idea of like it's nothing personal. I mean, yeah, in a sense, it's personal because you personally are the person that we picked to bring up here. But it's not like, oh, we're here to torture you. We don't have you on this oper or operating room slab to torture you. We are here to, you know, maybe, like you said, save future humanity. We're trying to save you by taking your eggs, by taking your, you know, sperm and going, let's put it into this little creature, you know, into this, into your, mm -hmm. into your child and, and help save the future. Mm -hmm. um, and Oh, I may interject. Um, so yeah. 
another thing that I'm like came across, you know, do you know the show um, Ancient Aliens? Yes, and I still have yet to see that episode, and I hear it's phenomenal. So um, uh, that has been making me come to more realizations too, because um, on that show they actually had an episode in which they mentioned that perhaps they they're targeting certain um, family lines, and like for like thousands of years they've been visiting humanity, but they're like tracking certain family lines, mm-hmm. and also they mentioned that um, a lot of people who are prone to being abducted have Rh negative blood. And you know what? I have Rh negative oh, blood. It's I was very, wondering. Yes, it's a very rare um, blood type. Yeah. Only about um, 10% of the human population has Rh negative blood. And what the Rh factor is, is that um, the, you know, humanity like was, um, you know, had um, some primate ancestors. And the Rh positive blood, it means that there's like a protein on the surface of the blood, um, the blood cell, that was actually a protein passed down from primates. And um, people who are Rh negative do not have that um, inherited protein from primates. Wow. So this is this is intriguing because. Now I'm starting to think, wow, wouldn't that be cool to do a documentary on fi- round up, find all the people who have the RH blood, interview mm-hmm. them and just RH to negative. see yep. RH negative. See if there are these commonalities of paranormal experiences, clairvoyance, autobite experiences, ESP, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. All those, you know, supernatural, paranormal superpowers um, that tend, tend to circulate among people like yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, my mother also has um, Rh negative blood. Oh boy! And, um, and like we have synchronicities in which, like, like we practically have telepathy. Yeah. And, Whoa. Um, yeah. Wow! Wow! Okay. Okay. Well, then my next question has to be: Has your mom ever told you, or have you ever asked her, if she what her thought? Well, I guess a few things. What her thoughts are about UFOs? If she's ever had a UFO sighting, and if she hasn't had a UFO sighting, what, you know, what, if someone were to tell her a story about seeing a UFO, what her thoughts would be about that? She doesn't want to believe it. And um, actually, I think they did have a UFO sighting because um, about, um, I think like five years ago or so, my parents told me about how there was like this strange, like bright, bright blue light that suddenly they were shining by their house. Oh boy. And um and I told my mom maybe it was a UFO and she's like no it was probably a transformer exploded somewhere or something but there was nothing in the paper about like a issue with a transformer on a, like a, the electrical line exploding anywhere in town and whoa whoa whoa. So, yeah. The pieces are coming together for me in my own I mean you know it's always easier for the observer to kind of look at someone's story and kind of look at these elements and these threads between how you connect them into a constellation if you will and sometimes it's harder for the person who's actually in the experience to actually see these pieces and the way they connect because you're you're giving me a gold mine here in terms of uh, it's quite possible i i just have a i just have a feeling that maybe your mom if you two have share the same rh uh, uh blood arch negative arch negative blood and 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 they've had that 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 blue UFO sighting or the blue, you know, flash as they call it. Um, it's quite possible that they did 
see the UFO and they're just both trying to trick themselves into believing that it was just some kind of, you know, oh, it was just a, a flash of lightning, you know, or something. Um, I, I would not be surprised if your mom is just too scared to tell her story. I think as so. Because she's also someone who has like a high profile job and like she, um, well, she's retired now, but she was um, head of marketing at a big bank. And um, so she, you know, would not want to um, compromise her reputation. Wow. Um, so um, also um, another thing that you'll find intriguing and I did too. And that's when I started to realize another thing that triggered me to realize, oh my gosh, they're not dreams. <laughs> um so my son, who's now 13, when he was younger, when like around seven and stuff, he started telling me, describing um, the same time. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You are giving me. I, and I he like drew, I'm... when he was younger, he drew pictures of the aliens, too. Oh, my. Okay. Oh, God. But I didn't, I, I but I feel terrible, but I didn't tell him. I just like. Let let him lead to like believe that it, there was dreaming because I couldn't bring myself to tell him all you know about aliens because I didn't want him to get scrutinized if he started talking about it in school and stuff. Oh my gosh, you you are just giving me so, this is I feel like I I followed the rainbow and I found this gold all the gold. You you are I can't tell you how satisfied I am right now, how excited I am, and my body body is tingling right now. Like this vibration is like uh, my hands, my body is tingling. Um, well, remember, I told you, like, my um, intuition told me to, like, contact you and, and for us to do this. I, I'm, so, um, I'm so blessed. And I, I kept having synchronicities with you on TikTok because every single time I went on TikTok, I would encounter you. Oh, my gosh. Like, I would, we, I would, we would end up, like, commenting on the same videos. Like, I would, because I would just recognize, because you had the same picture for the longest time. Yes. Um, for your profile picture. And I would like constantly come across you. Oh my gosh. And then I happen to like post comments that you responded to. And then, and all like over like long lapses of time, like we would end up like encountering and like chatting again on TikTok. And so then like, I know, I think this guy might be high profile and could, and I think it's time to like get it out there for humanity, this info that we're talking about now. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I, I'm so happy that you felt that you felt I was safe enough to open up these, these, these doors to, because you're wow, man, this is like the secret garden. Like I'm like, eh, and it's like, what, look at this wondrous world. Oh my gosh. So, okay. So then I got to ask you, this is just like, I got to ask you then. Okay. So how old is your son now? You said seven. 13. Oh, 13, 13. Now 13. You said when he was seven, he started drawing the, the aliens and stuff, right? Yeah. So, and tell me about the dreams of being taken. So he would tell you those dreams. And, and he would wake up screaming and then he would be scared to go to bed at night because he would think that they would be coming back for him. Whoa. Okay. So during those times, what, what thought processes, processes were going through your mind? Were, what, um, yeah. What thought processes were going through your mind when, he was, when that was going Com on? Complete empathy since I went through it. And that's when I like, I definitely knew for sure that, like, I mean, it's not hereditary to have certain weird dreams. You know, mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. but I, like, I still don't, didn't tell him about the alien things. I think when he's an adult, we'll, we'll have that conversation. So, so, and it might be good just to even ask him more about any of those experiences, because since he's still young enough 
to not disregard it as myth. It, it, it's, it's, um, you know, the closer they are to the younger age is when you're really going to find out about those stories of the past lives of the um, uh, extraterrestrial uh, visitations, et cetera, et cetera, ghost sightings, you know, all that stuff. So, uh, uh, you know, I just want to plant the seed in your brain to maybe ask him just, you know, you know, I was just thinking the other day, you know, um, how you tell me those stories or you draw those extraterrestrials. What, what else can you remember of those times? You know, it'd be, Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. You did. Yeah. But he doesn't recall as much like not everyone, like usually uh, like their memories are like wiped clean by the entities, but um, for most people, but I recalled a lot. I, um, but he recalls like some, but he didn't recall as many details as I did. Wow, this is incredible. Okay, so, so okay, at those moments when he'd wake up freaking out uh, about these dreams, you must have thought to yourself, whoa, this is quite interesting that they are now visiting my son. Like, yeah. they were just here. They visited my son. They were just here, and they chose my son to visit rather than me. Yeah, then now they're going. Yeah, because um, I think maybe now my eggs aren't as good anymore or something. I don't know. <laughs> and maybe they're like already at like at a young age. There's like the body. St- I don't know if they're collecting his sperm or just his DNA in general. So and he's and Noah, I think over time, like the the reason like. The fact that I don't know if, if he's RH negative too. I think actually I don't think he's RH negative because when I was pregnant um, and they did my blood test and found out I was RH negative, I had to take um, rogue. What I think they were called Rogan shots um, to keep my body from um, killing him for because of the completely like because um, RH positive blood and RH negative blood don't mix, and um, so. Wow. They had maybe took that shot, but I, but he might be RH negative, but might not be because, um, he, he, when he was born, he was jaundice and that could have been because my blood mixed with his. So, okay. Were there any, okay. Now this is what's making me wonder is thr- throughout, the, throughout the decades of you being, being visited now, now that you're telling me that your son has been visited, were there any times that you can recall where your visitation matched up synchronistically synchronistically with his visitation on the same night no nope i don't recall him telling me it happened to him at the same night i had the same um encounter and then like and for me like the older i got the fewer times it would happen right a lot right. Like it happened more often when i was actually more so during my childhood and <laughs> teens and then more sporadically during my 20s, 30s, and then like I think like age 40 was like the last time I can recall. And that time they didn't take me in the ship. I they can't like I said um, the being was standing over me, and we had to hold the held the device over me, and I felt like an electrical charge that did was painless go through me, and I was telepathically told I'm being healed. Wow. Okay. Now when that instance happened, how close was that? in the timeline of when you were pregnant with your son or after he was born or before, you know, what I'm, I'm kind of curious if, if there's any matchup in there. Uh, nope. Cause, um, he was already, 
um that happened um that was that last encounter was like about a year and a half ago okay okay that's right that's right wow okay so now how many times a year would you say that you were visited uh um, and it's and uh, um so it's been fewer instances. So um, that was the last time I can recall. Well, let's say for, uh, for, since you were a child. Since like, I was a how, child? Yeah. I can't times... really. Uh, and it was probably. Hmm. Or how many times? I'll throughout... try to estimate like how many times a year. Because it wasn't like too, too often. Um, so I would say um, like during childhood, maybe th- um, four times a year. Um, and then the older I got, it was less frequent, which is weird. Like you would think they would want me when I was like the most fertile and stuff. But the thing is females have eggs from birth since actually since in utero, the, um, female bodies already have eggs. Incredible. Incredible. You're, you know what? I'm just saying it. I got it. I'm getting the vibe. Your mom has got to have been visited and, and maybe she, maybe she's been waiting for the perfect time to tell you about it. You know, maybe. I don't know. Maybe no, because when I think she was crazy, if she yeah. was to tell you, she thought I was crazy to propose that. Maybe the the blue, the bright blue light that I couldn't explain that they saw over their house. Um, when I said, "Oh, it was probably a UFO," then she dismissed that really fast. Well, and that's most likely because she was afraid to talk. That she were probably you were probably striking a zone there that was just way too close to home. I, I mean, I'm just, this is a theory in my brain. I'm, I'm, maybe you struck a, a zone so close to home where, you know, she's like, oh, no, 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 it can't be that, you know, because maybe maybe that that brought back some memories of when she was visited. Maybe, and, I don't know. You know, where she's like, oh, no, 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 let's get as far away from that subject as possible. Like, no, 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 let's not talk about that. Um, you know, how about that weather, you know? So was your dad ever in the military? No, but oh, and that, that just remind me remember something though. So I did have a friend um, who um, actually she was the one who brought up the topics because her dad was in the Air Force and a high ranking in the Air Force. And she told me that, um, you know, soon before he died, he disclosed to them that um, UFOs are real, oh, alien, um, you know, contact is real, it's going on. Um, the military is highly aware. He's not allowed to say, but since he was dying, he told them all. Oh my and gosh. So then I told her, I responded, you know what? Ever since I was a little girl, I've had dreams about being abducted by aliens. And she told me, you probably weren't being, you weren't, you probably weren't dreaming. Uh, see, oh my gosh. See, there it is. Yeah, that must have felt good for you to know that someone out there validated this thing. Yeah. Even even if you didn't come close, you know, just by going, you know what, I've had dreams of this thing. And you, you know, you open yourself up to that brief moment where you go, I'm going to share this thing, you know, and just say, it, oh, it was a dream. But then for her to bounce that back to you and go, those probably weren't dreams. That must have really mm-hmm. got some gears turning. Yeah. This is interesting because there's a there's a person I had met on TikTok. They were posting a lot of ufo sightings i mean almost daily and just like what you're saying it was like a light in the sky no matter where they were that light was up in the sky and i said i got to interview you and they and so we would 
So first they, they started direct messaging me on TikTok and telling me like paragraphs of stories. And so I interviewed him. I ended up finding out. And the reason why I'm bringing this up because it, it, it coalesces with what you're saying here with the generations of, you know, they follow bloodlines. Um, so this person, uh, they, so I interviewed him and they told me that their grandpa used to be in the Air Force and he was part of the, the fire department. And there was a time where a UFO crashed and they called him out to, 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 to put out this fire. But it was like a blue flaming, like it wouldn't go out. It, this thing, this fire wouldn't go out. And he said he saw these poor, you know, extraterrestrial bodies that were sort of these humanoid bodies that were like badly burnt and stuff. And he was ordered not to talk about it. And it took hours and hours for them to figure out how to put out this particular fire. And um, and all these there were all these newspaper clippings that his dad would would save. And then he talked about how his dad would have these 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 UFO sightings and how, in fact, at his sister's wedding, there was a UFO sighting. And and then it went on to him having all these UFO sightings. And so um, I thought this is quite incredible because this is this is another example of a person who just didn't feel comfortable with talking to, you know, to 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 I don't want to necessarily use the term normies or as you know, I guess in Harry Potter, you've used the term muggles. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he didn't feel good with sharing this kind of information with the people out there who would most likely go, oh, that's a bunch of BS. Oh, that's just a some funny sci-fi story that you made up, isn't it? Because um, there's nothing worse than being vulnerable about a situation and then someone just kind of, you know, <laughs> knocking that out of your hands and going, oh, that's a whole lie. That's a big lie. You know, and then you go, oh, and you walk, you walk out of the conversation with a tail between your legs. So, it's interesting when you find these things that match up so perfectly and you find these stories. Um, I, I have a feeling, I have a feeling, you know, especially after this conversation, we're going to see a lot of more synchronicities. We're going to, you know, people are going to call us out of the blue or people are going to, you know, find us on TikTok. Or we're going to see something on TikTok where it matches up exactly with our conversation or some YouTube videos can go and, you know, show up there for us. Uh, this stuff just intrigues me. Now, do you think that your son still has uh, dreams and maybe he's just not telling? Uh, I'm wondering if that's the case. Um, I, yeah, he hasn't mentioned it lately. And um, I think he would tell me, though. So I don't I think maybe he just doesn't recall if it is happening, because most people who have these encounters, like all those people you mentioned who saw UFOs. They most likely were abducted, but most people's memories are wiped clean of it. And I don't know how I managed to not, you know, purge that info that I, you know, kept it retained. Mm -hmm. like, usually they intend to like wipe your mind clean of, of that. Yeah, because a lot of these people, it's usually during quantum hypnosis, uh, quantum healing hypnosis technique or other hypnosis. Um, that they're able to then recall those moments in time that they never even realized that they had. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, that is unique for those few people like yourself who are able to recall vivid, you know, pretty vividly, um, not just one quote dream unquote, but many. And that's like, that's very impressive. And so when was the last time that you brought that up to your son where you said, Hey, you remember when you, you told me about the, you know, you draw the, did, did you save any of those 
did you save? I did save one. Yeah, because one was you actually did. drunk. Well, because he takes I, after me. Because I'm artsy too. I, I, I was drunk it. since I was little, and um, and like um, yeah, and it, it definitely depicted an alien. And one thing is like I wonder if they are altering our genes. Like considering like the Rh negative factor, and only ten percent of the humanity has it. That that must have been you know, an alteration of our genes. And then also I have other odd, um, you know, genetics, like a good genetic though, but like I, um, like I'm not aging normally. Like I, um, I, I, people, th- I'm, I don't like to in my own horn, but people think I'm in my twenties, but I'm 40. Astounding. And um, yeah. So um, I'm aging really slowly. I'm really tall. Um, I um I have hypermobile joints, which is weird. What does that mean? Um, like all my joints hyperextend, like a like a contortionist, like whoa. Um, yeah. Um, what else is odd about me? Oh, I always have a low body temperature, like, like a lot lower than average body temperature. So for me, like my average body temperature is usually like around um like um like never 98.6 it's usually ranges from like 96 to 97 and it's always that low which is weird wow like even even during the summer like i've been going places where you know they they're taking the temperature throughout the summer too when it like i've just was out in the heat and then i um they take my temperature and it's still low which is weird you know it's because you would think during the summer it would be higher definitely born of a different breed i mean what an intriguing, this whole, you know, the interesting is because I've, I've been, ever since I started putting out the Dolores Cannon videos, I've been, luckily, I, and I'm so grateful for it is, you know, more and more people talking about being star seeds, about going aboard crafts, about their past lives, their future lives, all this interesting stuff. And um, it's, 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 it's also bringing about people who are also quantum healing hypnosis uh, 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 therapists. And so it's starting to make me wonder, um, have you thought about, because I could easily put you in contact with, uh, like there's one called Daily, there's a woman named Daily, and she she's always sharing her. Um, yeah, I met her and actually she was willing to give me a free session. But oh no, God. it's crazy. I, because um, I noticed that she charges people usually, and she, but yeah. she was going to give me a free session. But then I was thinking to myself, what if someone who's a skilled hypnotist hypnotizes someone to keep coming back and paying for the hypnotism services. That's, interesting. So that's why I didn't trust it. So I didn't do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you, you never can't, you know, you never know with, uh, yeah. you know, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Thanks for telling me all that interesting information. And before we conduct, you know, before we close this up, just remember to keep calling <laughs> back every, every week, you know, for another hypnosis session. Okay. Now you're coming back to normal in five. Four. Yep. <laughs> you know, when I snap this, you'll forget this, you know? Oh my exactly. gosh. That's funny. That is funny. Yep. Well, she seems yep. very authentic to me and very legitimate and very, um, just, she seems like a very, because uh, she's always sharing the stories of the of the people that she's come across, and I, I don't know. I feel I feel that she is she is a a quality, authentic person, and I think that who knows? I mean, since you're already able to um, remember so much of this stuff, um, I, I I just have a feeling that um, 
you would you'd you'd be able to access it really really fast and and memories and memories and experiences would just come flooding in Mm -hmm. yeah because maybe it would be good to know like what were they making me learn (laughs) you know yeah and the thing is like I am someone like I think they they are trying to help humanity because you know not that I'm a mother Teresa like I was you know real naughty in my past but like there I changed in which I'm like someone who truly wants to help others like like I like I said I studied social work and counseling I work in child protective services I I you know help people through their trauma I like I deal with horrible horrible situations I see the darkness of humanity so I hope the aliens aren't looking through my eyes like you <laughs> indicated oh maybe they could with the implants because I'm really like diving into the darkness of humanity and trying to help people come out of it yes well I mean you know it would be interesting if there were you know knowing if extraterrestrials or at least certain certain breeds from what I understand the grays don't have uh they 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 don't have emotions they don't they don't they don't they don't feel what we feel um maybe so they're robots maybe it, they're it quite possible that's quite possible maybe and they're you know so it's a, a, a so it is it would be interesting for them to experience what it is like to live as a human to you know it's like okay we don't know what that's like so what would be the best way okay sort of this virtual reality type of you know situation where we can sort of live through their eyes we can hear their thoughts we can you know um um see and feel and hear what they're dealing with so we Mm -hmm. can study what's going on in this earth school in a much more personal Mm -hmm. way in a very much more personal way um Mm -hmm. rather than just from the skies or just from what we've learned from taking them aboard the craft or just from whatever we've watched through their television or just um whatever we've read through their national geographic magazines, you know, what is the most personal way that we could, oh, okay, well, let's put, really put ourselves into their shoes. And, you know, maybe that implant, once you go and it's taken out, then it just, it shuts it off. And they're like, oh man, you know, my cable's been shut off, <laughs> you know, oh man, you know. Um, or I uh, may, may interject. Um, So maybe, yeah. Maybe this the star seed thing is real, and who knows? Maybe I am one. Like maybe my soul is a, you know, had experiences in other realms, and I think so. And is a little more enlightened, considering I'm someone who wants to help people so much. Uh, maybe yeah. and Dolores Cannon spoke of, you know, the waves of volunteers. Yes, to come help people ascend, and that's exactly. I think I'm doing my mission if that's the case, because. I'm out there like I have conversations with people all the time to try to uplift their consciousness and in my line of work. And I'm, um, you know, throughout the years of working in social work, I've been helping many, many, many people. Um, so, and I'm also like meditating, like, like I said, and sending those, um, you know, high vibrations and trying to influence the collective consciousness with those intentions to manifest the positive timeline. So maybe, I could be a star seed then and I'm on a mission here. I think so. And there's no, you know, that's, what's interesting. Let's say for instance, you do a QHHT session. You, you could be able to find out what, uh, um, species, you know, you're, you're directly related to, um, through that experience to find out, okay, are you Pleiadian? Are you Arcturian? Are you, you know, mm-hmm. to, you know, Martian? Are you, what, what could you be, uh, coming from what what was your home planet you know and uh, actually um i'm sorry to cut you off 
Um, so um, one time I saw this um, woman who's like a re- renowned psychic, like out there in which people from all over the world visit her. And she told me I'm Palladian. Oh, boy. There we go. Wow. Okay. So this is good. And if you haven't done Back it already, then, I didn't really know what she's talking about. I didn't oh, know my about. gosh. This is- so I looked it up. Yeah. Good. You have- So, okay. So you've been studying up on the Pleiadians? Yeah. And it does describe me because I'm super creative. I've always been artistically inclined when it comes to like, since I was really young, like I've um, to drawing, painting, playing the piano. Um, and like, known to be very creative and artistic. I'm a very right brained. I have a, the biggest heart. And that describes what the, how they are. Oh but. my gosh. Um, you know, all the people, you know, it's so interesting when you, I, I always, re- I realize that each person is their own universe, they're their own world. And that's why I love interviewing people because to be able to take them down these, because, yeah, well, it's, first of all, many people are not even asked about themselves in this day and age. Mo- most people just want to be heard. They want to make sure that you hear their point and, and, and uh, you're going to convert over to their opinion. Uh, very few cases are people actually wanting to learn about one another and wanting to go down that rabbit hole and find those roots behind why why their actions are the way that they are or why they might have these certain things that they're drawn to. So I love taking people through a rabbit hole of their own uh, historical timeline um, and, 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 and taking them through this amazing museum, this gallery of all these instances, all these stories where now they can start putting these pieces together and going, whoa, whoa, look at this. This is making sense. This is making sense. And, and I love going on that journey with them. It's funny because it's like, in a sense, I'm a tour guide for them, but really I'm the passenger. I'm just kind of going, oh, can we look over there? Oh, what's that over there? Huh? Tell me more about this, you know? And it's like, so this is, this is just so exciting to me. Um, and I love the fact you're sharing this with me. Thank you so much. One of the things that yeah. I want to ask you real quick is, uh, the, and this is my theory is perhaps your son also has an implant. And if he goes into the doctor and they do an x-ray, I would not be surprised if they yeah. hide in there. No, I'm sure I have more. And also my son has features like I too have like bigger than, you know, normal eyes, but mm-hmm. the, that, so that I look weird or anything, but you know, bigger than average eyes. My son's eyes are like a lot bigger than mine, and they have like that, that, that same shape that like slanted. You know, we're not from Asian descent at all, but um, like slanted and really big eyes, Dang. big, still big and round, but in the corners, like are slant, like the inner corners are slanted, and like just, and no one else from our family has has eyes like ours, like my Incredible. eyes. Incredible. In incredible incredible and so this is amazing um wow this is and even at 13 like when my son was really younger his eyes look always looked really like all proportion to the rest of his face and even at 13 his eyes are still really big in proportion to the rest of his face but he's still so good looking he's a very handsome boy you by chance have a small nose and a little mouth yeah well, no, well, like um, we have nice lips, though, but I, we both have small noses. Wow, so this is, you know, this stuff is so intriguing to me. This stuff is so intriguing to me. And I, I want to put the intention out there that, well, two things. <laughs> well, three things, actually. One, eventually 
by by talking to your mom and I wouldn't be surprised your dad too, asking them questions about if they have ever had dreams about extraterrestrials visiting them, you know, um, and and then of course wrapped up within that is then volunteering your own story and going, look, this is this is this is what happened to me, and perhaps the night that they saw the bright flash outside, maybe that matches up with one of the nights that you had been abducted. Okay, so that's all rolled up in a one. Oh, no, because that happened uh, living with them anymore. When they, oh. It was just them. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So then, I don't know if they noticed. Oh, and one time, though, yeah. I actually do recall when I was a, a kid, my dad started talking about seeing something outside that was, like, um, scary and strange. Whoa. And then my mom stopped him and said, stop it. Oh, oh <laughs> let continue. So I should probably pick my dad's oh. brain, but my mom's definitely not open to it. Oh, and the boy. thing is, one thing I learned, like when it comes to someone being born with Rh negative blood, both parents have to have an Rh negative factor. Okay. Oh my gosh, you're. It, this sounds so glaringly so obvious to me so that they fun. had to have had experiences. They had to have. Yeah. And they're just too. They're just too. You know, same thing. Like you're saying, if she's got a high-profile job, or they, you know, they're afraid of looking crazy, or maybe it scared them mm-hmm. enough to where they don't want to talk about it. Um, my other hope is that my other intention is that you you talk with your son, fi- you know, and then end up sharing your stories with him. And then my other intention would be you all sit down as a family and share your stories together. And you go, okay, let's have a conversation, non-judgmental. Nobody's going to look at each other as crazy. Nobody's going to look at each other as weird. We're all going to just go ahead and talk about these ideas and, and hear, hear each other out. And then also share, share these things and, and not ridicule one another. And then also realize maybe there's something here. Maybe there's something to investigate. And maybe this family is very, very special. Uh, because you, you're you're probably going to come up with a lot of stuff. Heck, your dad or your mom might even talk about their grandparents and their stories. Yeah, maybe maybe. your your grandparents are still alive. I'd also say talk to them. Yeah, unfortunately they're not. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be there's got to be something hiding in there. Now, we're we're only. I can't believe we've we've talked 113 minutes already. It blows. Wow. Once you, you know, as they say, when, when you're having fun, time flies. And especially when you're, I, I'm high vibrating right now. This is a highly vibrational conversation. This is delicious, nutritious, uh, cosmically infused. And I'm, and I'm, 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 I cannot tell you how honored I am that you, you chose to open up to me about, about this. And, and uh, in addition to that, is the, the second byproduct is we'll be sharing this with the world and, and unlocking tons of doors, unlocking tons of memories, um, unlocking tons of stories from these people. And if any of you are listening right now um, and you happen to have TikTok, follow me, please, on TikTok. It's Inspirato Projecto. It's the same name of this podcast, which, by the way, this podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora. Uh, it's all over the place. iHeart, tune in. Amazon Music. It's out there. On I made sure to make sure it was on every podcast listening uh, app uh, and directory. So you can find it. Inspirado Projecto. Um, also, if you want to call the hotline, call 561-203-9179. It's a voicemail hotline, so you don't have to get nervous about talking to someone on there. To call that up. Leave your experience. I don't care how strange it may sound. 
I want to hear your stories and I will include it in an episode of Inspirato Projecto. Find me on TikTok. And if you know, if you find me on there, direct message me or send me a comment on whatever my latest video is and say, hey, I want to be on your podcast. I got a, I got some really out, outlandish stories to tell um, because I want to hear them. But th- these are what I really focus on. And of course, creation process. Creation process is a big one because since the day we were born, we've heard that geniuses were only a specific tiny, you know, you're just born with it or you aren't. Well, I'm here to say that's not the case. Whoever told you that is a liar. And uh, they didn't know what they were talking about. They're just recycling information or it was someone who is a frustrated artist themselves and they thought they they got in the way of themselves. Uh, being a genius merely means having a vision, have, being inspired following that, following your heart, following that intention to the end product and creating it. That's it. That's all geniuses <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, geniuses are usually the ones who um, they're celebrated because they chose to do that, because they had their own point of view, because they weren't some generic, um, oh, I hope they like me kind of attitude, uh, kind of visionary. It's so remember that people, the, the, you take genie, genie, uh, is us the gene the genius is genie plus us we are the genie so remember that <laughs> remember that uh because all you got to do is follow follow vision to the end and making art making music making paintings is not as as difficult as it's been uh, falsely advertised to you um which i gotta ask you is have you noticed that that art has come easily to you throughout your life Yes, because I was always the one chosen to decorate for the yearbooks, you know, stuff like that. Like everyone like admired my art. And um, since I was like really young, I was I had the ability. Wow. You know, and it's interesting when when one of them just flows through you so easily, it makes it easier for those others to come come flowing through you, too, doesn't it? Mm hmm. Because you just keep opening the door. You're going, okay, I'm getting out of the way. I'm going to just go ahead and say yes to this idea. Whatever you want to be art, go ahead and be it. <laughs> go ahead and be mm-hmm. it. Wow. Well, thank you so much for being on on the podcast. And this is just has just been, my hands are tingling. Oh, my God. My and it was therapeutic because I, I so needed, I've been lately like getting the urge to like talk about this stuff, but I can't bring myself to do it to people life so it's so nice to finally get it off my chest and to someone who's open-minded and who and can get it out there for others to listen and maybe be triggered and recall themselves and hopefully they come to you and then you know we'll have we'll be on to something ah i love it i love it this is what i live for hey maybe this may have really truly found my mission is to just keep unlocking these doors within people exactly you know get them get them harmonizing at that vibration sharing that news oh and most importantly, like uplifting our consciousness, because it's time soon when which, you know, our plan is not going to last forever. We have to become intergalactic. And so we have to get along with the intergalactic community. Oh, yeah. And so it's important for humanity to know all this and to get past all like the superficial things about just the vessels we use to get around in. We are all beings, extraterrestrial and on this plane have souls and um they're just different levels of development where we all come from the same source and we all have to learn to live in love and unity and and manifest positive timelines oh I love all being that. that is so wise thank you so much for sharing these 
You're welcome. Highly vibrational content. Thank you so much. And, and keep in touch because like it'd be nice to chat via email and um, and share our thoughts. And so like I don't have anyone else I can talk about this to. You better believe. <laughs> and it's nice to t- you know talk about spiritual things and and paranormal things, and I enjoy that. So thank you. You're welcome. Inspirado Projecto. Project your inspirations here, whether in a calling or something else you'd like to hear.